Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Marketing Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the incredible good fortune to be interviewing none only than Yannick Silver of EvolvedEnterprise.com. And probably, he's probably lost count of the number of businesses, ventures, and companies he's started and affected. Yannick, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Uh, lost count. I like it. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I know you've got some big, hairy, audacious goals for EvolvedEnterprise.com, and you've got such an extensive history. We could spend the entire interview just talking about what you've already accomplished, but let's talk about Evolved Enterprise. How did the idea come about? Well, it really came kind of from my, you know, my personal journey and evolution of where I am as an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, most people might originally have associated me with the, the online space, and about eight years ago, I kind of looked at my my life and asked, you know, am I am I truly happy with what I was doing? I was affecting a lot of people. I was, you know, having a lot of success outside looking in, and but I truly, you know, I asked that question, and, and I just couldn't see myself doing the same thing for another 10 more years. And that started me down this path of, okay, how do I create something that I truly absolutely love and would serve an even higher level of entrepreneur. And, and it got a little bit sideways and interesting. And in that moments of, of going sideways and, and things, you know, where one company is kind of propping another company and, and your passion takes over, but there's, you know, your, your business sense, the pragmatic side wasn't really uh, on board, but I had an open checkbook from the other, other side, um, you know, it, it really forced me to evaluate and look at, okay, what, what am I doing and what's going on? And, and there was a whole process of, of figuring out how do we create a business that truly comes from our, almost like our soul, what we're designed to do, uh, has an impact or a cause wrapped all around it, has, gets our team uh, behind it in a bigger way and then gets uh, our customers to want to buy even more, which is our community. And and so that kind of became the, the thrust for Evolved Enterprise. Now, obviously, the longer version of that <laughs> is in the book, Evolved Enterprise, which I absolutely can't love, have read multiple times already, can't put down. Now, you said a whole lot in that very short period of time, because from the outside looking in, anyone would have thought, this is a guy who has it all, who's accomplished more than a lot of us could in 10 lifetimes. So how did you go from your your latest, um, previous, most successful venture that everyone may, that most people may know of you from Maverick to starting to question that? And then, I mean, how does that happen? Well, Maverick was the, the, the next sort of iteration of, you know, my, my idea of, of, you know, that was the answer to, 
to, you know, am I truly happy? And that was looking at, that was the, after the internet stuff. So that was a moment where I just really wanted to focus and think about, okay, how do I create the biggest impact and, and, and do something I truly love. And originally, and Maverick, for Maverick. all intents and purposes, someone would say had a hu- has and had a huge impact. I mean, you're taking an incredible group of high-level entrepreneurs, you know, around the world, giving them incredible experiences and incredible value. Yeah. So that part. So it, that was a, that evolution part, and that was the uh, where where your passion is kind of a double-edged sword. So originally, it was started as Maverick Business Adventures. And, you know, with an intentional sort of play on MBA. And, and the first trip was January 2008, I believe. And and we did we went Baja racing and did some business sessions in the middle of, of nowhere, Mexico. And then there was a, a charity component. And so all those all those three things are still really fundamental to what we're doing. Uh, and I, I look at them as these three interconnected, you know, Venn diagram of these three interconnected circles with, let's say, it's a, it's a dollar sign, a heart, and a happy face. And how those all affect what you're doing, but what you know, what I didn't really focus on was because I had that open checkbook. Was is this a real business model or not? Is this you know, is this simply something that I'm just kind of playing around with? And it took about four hundred thousand dollars in before my wife is like, "Well, what the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "That's a good question." I'm not, That's a nice I'm not wife sure. to wait till you hit the four hundred thousand dollar mark. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I kind of think like the universe almost like bonks you on the head repeatedly. Uh, with more and more uh, awareness and more pain if you're not paying attention. And so at that point in my life, uh, you know, like I said, open checkbook, it took $400,000 before I was really like, ah, okay, I should probably really pay attention to this. And and anyone that's started multiple ventures at once, uh, it's, you know, if you have another company, if, if, it, if it can't survive on its own, there's something going on that you really need to look at. But I was propping it up with with the publishing business. And, and, you know, paying for, for sponsorships and for things that were, you know, technically correct, but, but they really weren't helping it to, to live or die on its own. And, and so it, it took that moment, and, and that was when I evolved what we were doing from just the adventure piece, and it really forced me to look at my big why. So Seth, I was like, okay, well, do I really want, like, is my big why really associated or attached to I'm going to build an adventure travel company for entrepreneurs? And if I looked at that, I was like, no, that's not what I wanted to do. And so I'm, I'm actually really happy and thankful that I went through those kind of sideways moments because then it forced me to look at, okay, what, what do I want to do? And it was really cre- creating this, this ecoverse of these interconnected companies that were in the experience transformation space, but also our educational side of things, you know, going back to our information content marketing roots, and that's about Evolved Enterprise. And then also a third hub, which is about spreading ideas that can make a difference in the world and how those are all interconnected and played together, almost like a, a reef in an ocean is where, where I had some epiphanies. And, and that's partially where Evolved Enterprise came from and renamed the group Maverick 1000 with this idea of 1,000 game-changing entrepreneurs can really affect the globe, and I, I truly believe that. And we went from uh, losing a bunch of cash to actually being uh, very solidly in the black now. And what is, uh, for folks who haven't read the book yet, what is your definition? What is an evolved enterprise? An evolved enterprise to me is a, a company that moves from being simply transactional. Uh, you know, so transactional it could be competing on price only, uh, really no differentiation point, to being more transformational where the identity of everyone affected by the business or, or having a, a touch point with the business 
is effective to even transcending what, what a business can be. And it's really looking at how does, how do we, how does business become good and create an impact in, in not only the communities that it serves, the, uh, the, the stakeholders that it serves, the, even the, the entire globe in some way, but actually how that impacts and affects the bottom line. It, it increases it. So to me, it's like business can be a major force for good and also be very good for business. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. You've got dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of Evolved Enterprises in the book. Can you share a couple of us, couple yeah. with us now to whet our appetites? Yeah, absolutely. So I have 11 different Evolved Enterprise impact models I talk about in the book. And, you know, a lot of people might know of Tom's shoes. It's, it's, they've, they've become pretty well known, and they've become a really big company. They're a $300 million organization, which not many people know how big No, they I had are. no idea they were that big. Yeah, and, you know, exciting. And so they kind of really took this idea of the buy one, give one model, where you buy a pair of shoes and, and give one to a, a child in need. And, and so that's one of the models, and that's kind of become more and more well-known. And so people see that, and they're like, well, we might do a buy one, give one. But that might, that's not necessarily always the right model for, for each company or, or what you're doing. Um, I think it has to come authentically and genuinely from the core of what the business is about and how it really ties in in this elegant way. So where I get really excited are, are the, some of these other models that are almost more transcending in, in nature where, where it, it's a win-win-win across the board. And, and one interesting example, it's uh, the, the impact model is called Empowered Employment. And it's a company called Ultra Testing that I've talked about that I really like, where they take a pretty mundane task, which is like QC across different browsers and, and you know, doing cross-browser platform checks and things like that. And they've hired people on the autism spectrum scale so that you know, and typically those, those kind of individuals have more proclivity towards uh, repetitive tasks and, and attention to detail and so forth. So they, they've taken what could be perceived as a disadvantage turned it into an advantage and, and created this really great differentiation point in their business. And to me, that you know, that's a really great example of a transcending company where it works for everybody. And now, you know, my background is direct response and, and copywriting and marketing. And so that that is what gets real me even more fired up, right? Because the kind of hooks and the and the marketing angles that, that come from that in a very genuine way are exponentially more than what we could sort of manufacture on our own. Sure, it's a lot sexier, absolutely. It's exciting. And and the other thing that it does is it creates partnerships, it creates opportunities that you would never have. I mean, Tom's, when they were first kind of getting started and, and you know, this idea of evolved enterprises and social entrepreneurs and, you know, it could be half a dozen other things that you call them, conscious capitalism, triple bottom line businesses, whatever they are, they were – they, they got more attention and they got bigger partnerships because those companies wanted that halo effect, and they still do, which is really exciting. So they got this distribution in Nordstrom's and, and other places. I, I forgot what the retailer was, but they had a huge window in, in New York City just for Tom's because of you know their, their, uh, their impact model. And then same with, with like this ultra-testing company. Like they're able to get partnerships with – all sorts of companies and, and have business, you know, again, like it's good for business. Like, like it's not just a feel-good thing. It, it actually impacts bottom line. And, and there's a lot of details in the book and, and on, on some interesting uh, research that, that went on from a book called Firms of Endearment. 
and that's a good one that's been about out for maybe about 10 years or so, but comparing the S&P 500 to these bigger companies that, that really focus on culture and they focus on uh, the, the, just the, the whole holistic nature of who they serve and, and their community and, and the core values, and they outpaced the S&P 500 over a 10-year period by 1,000-plus percent. So, you know, again, very pragmatic. Yeah, absolutely incredible. What do you find, I know obviously this is, you've been working on this. Do you see, are there any mistakes you see businesses making when trying to become more evolutionary, for lack of a better word, more evolved? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so there's there's something in, in the corporate world uh, that, that they've coined and termed uh, corporate social responsibility. And, and to me, even just, you know, as a copywriter, like to me, names and words are really important. And so corporate social responsibility almost implies that they have to do something and this is their responsibility and they're coming at it even from a wrong angle originally. Uh, but, you know, a couple of years back, Kentucky Fried Chicken got into a bit of a PR fiasco with their pink buckets of chicken that were supporting Susan G. Komen uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. And, and so I, I didn't even understand what the tie-in was. And then one of my friends... Yeah, doesn't uh, fried chicken probably cause cancer? <laughs> yeah, well, it has been proven in a causal way that, uh, a, yeah, diet high in saturated fat does have, you know, a causal effect sure. to, to cancer. And then the other part is, you know, my buddy's like, well, yeah, they sell breasts of chicken, and this is breast cancer. I'm like, oh. And it really didn't dot on kind me at all. Kind of a stretch, but right. But it, but it, but it really it made no – yeah, it, it was just a bad, bad, bad tie-in, and that's going to totally backfire on you. And so I think it has to come from this genuine, authentic place, not of a – not not in a way that, oh, well, this is where the marketplace is going. Let's just, you know, add this portion, you know, as as like a, an add-on to what we do. I think it's got to come from a, a real a real authentic place within the organization, and usually it comes from, from the leadership down. And, and as founders, you know, I would imagine most of the people listening to this are going to be, you know, a little bit smaller uh, companies than, than KFC, and I guess their parent company, Young Brands, but yeah, so that that's actually pretty exciting because then we can look at our own personal story and say, okay, where where do we want to make a difference, and how do we integrate this into our companies, or what do our customers ultimately want that 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 would make them feel great about about doing business with us? Absolutely. Now to play the flip side, there have been some businesses that, for what had some degree, let's say, of evolution. Um, or evolvement that have shown up on Shark Tank. And you see, you know, Kevin O'Leary, for lack of a better, I mean, you see a lot of the other sharks are resonate with it, and you see Kevin try and skewer them a little bit. I don't know if that's just for ratings or not. But what do you think about that when, so for example, he would say that Tom's giving one pair of shoes away for every shoe you buy as a marketing expense. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I don't really care what he classifies it as. Interesting. <laughs> I actually wrote a blog post about him because I saw him at an Inc. iconic event, and and he you know he definitely plays up his shtick, right? And and I don't know if he hundred percent believes it or not, but you know let's say he does. That's fine. Um, but but it is shtick and it, it's it plays well. And even like the cover of Inc. magazine, I think last month was was him and and Tom yep. And the quote I think it was be evil. Yeah 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 right. So. It's like Which I'm sure sold a lot of magazines. Exactly, and and it's like it, it plays really well. Now you know it, his only concern is is stakeholder value. 
So, okay, let's take that from that pragmatic side of, of, of you. You know, what I just talked about from S&P 500 versus these um, firms of endearment companies that they looked at, which are bigger companies like Starbucks, uh, Whole Foods, Container Store, Southwest Airlines, and so forth that really outpaced S&P 500. I, you know, as a stakeholder, as an investor, wouldn't I want a company outpacing uh, the S&P 500 by, by 1,000 plus percent? I think so. I would certainly hope so. Yeah, so you know, I don't look at that as as an expense. It's it's a way of exponentially growing what you're doing, and and so you know, we had we had one a guy named uh, Dale Partridge came in and and did a presentation to to Maverick members. He has a company called Sevenly.org, and I mentioned them in the book a little bit. They're one of the other models of a, a direct contribution, and they started off as a, a one week uh, kind of T-shirt experiment that had one design, and there's seven big like umbrella causes that they would support and there'd be one cause that they support every week and they'd give away seven dollars from that particular t-shirt to uh or that design to that that charity and so what dale told us were some really interesting numbers which are 80 percent of their new customers came from social shares wow you know what that means is that they're paying significantly less in customer acquisition uh and and they they had a lot like they there were there were only a couple year like maybe three or four year old company when they came in and talked to us and they're already at close to like three and a half million in contribution so at seven dollar increments that means a lot of t shirts sold and you know so if he wants to classify it as a marketing expense good for him uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter uh, but it is something that to me exponentially is going to drive your your business and, and again it's got to come from a genuine authentic place but it. it it can absolutely turbocharge what you're doing. I would agree with that 100%. For I know you are doing some amazing work in terms of helping businesses evolve and publicizing that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we you know we're we're just kind of we're we're kind of figuring it out ourselves as well what what this is going to look like. But so on the back end of the, the Evolved Enterprise book, you know, this whole idea was to give away 10,000 copies of the book as, as seeds to help seed this idea uh, for other impactful 21st century entrepreneurs. And then on the, the back end of that is, is to start creating this coalition of these Evolved Enterprises and come together and, and really help amplify what they're doing. So whether it's uh, buying half-page ads in USA Today and publicizing some of, some of uh, the companies or uh, some other places like that, giving them kind of accelerated uh, learning and, and accelerated information to help them out, and then also bring them together to to share with with each other what they're doing. It's kind of the idea, and it's still you know still taking shape. We actually are completely revamping that that coalition right now on on the back end, but you know that that's what the kind of goal is is to bring them all together. Absolutely incredible. Um, what? Do you want our – I know that you are and have been throughout your career a voracious learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your work? And you can't quote your own book. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I mean, any subject? Any subject. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll go through about a book a week, um, sometimes more. And I mean, to me, I think your life really changes through the, the books you read, you know, material that you study, the people that you meet, and the experiences that you have. So books hold a, a very high place in my world for sure. Um, I don't know. That's such a tough one. Uh, I'll give you a couple. One is I'll give you a couple maybe that, that aren't so business-oriented. Uh, one is 
uh, The Great Work of Your Life by a guy named Stephen Cope. And he's uh, essentially a, 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 a yogi who went and studied the Bhagavad Gita and, and then applied it to all these really unique people in, in history, you know, the Nelson Mandela's of the world and Susan B. Anthony's and, and so forth and Harriet Tubman's about how they found their, their dharma or their true path. And it's, it's really an amazing book if you want to look at what is going to be your, your big personal contribution. Uh, along the line of Evolved Enterprises, I really like the book Reinventing Organizations by a guy named uh, Frederick uh, Laloux. I think how you say it, L-A-L-O-U-X, and uh, it's all about this integrated theory of, of how organizations are moving beyond simply being co-op communities, which are like the whole foods of the world, and, and beyond what he calls orange organizations. He, give each, he gives each one a color, and, uh, and beyond like these just competitive, uh, super A- personality-driven kind of kind of competitive organizations as well into a full integrative aspect. So those that's two of them. Uh, I don't know. Let me think. I mean, if, if I was going to go way back, one of my biggest ones that I read nine different times that really affected me was Influence Psychology of Persuasion by, uh, by, by Robert Cialdini. I really love that. I think that's probably a key learning for, for, for people to, to realize how, how we can influence and persuade in an ethical way. Absolutely great books, great recommendations, fascinating interview. I've got pages of notes. I'm sure our listeners do, too. Um, for our listeners who are intrigued and excited by the idea of the Evolved Enterprise, uh, where can they go to get a copy of the book and learn more about the amazing work that you're doing? Yeah, well, check out EvolvedEnterprise.com. Uh, they can pick up a copy of one of those 10,000 books that we give away at, we're giving away at cost right now, so they can see you know, on, on the site some transparency on what it costs us to to create them, publish them, get them out to the door, out to people, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to love to hear from them. That's that's one spot, and then my every once in a while blog is just at yannicksilver.com, and I actually do have a blog post about uh, about Mr. Wonderful as well on there, which is kind of funny. I will go check it out, and we will make sure all of our listeners go check out evolvedenterprise.com. This has been Seth Green with the amazing Yannick Silver of evolvedenterprise.com. Thank you everyone for listening. Yannick, thank you so much for giving us some of your very, very valuable time today. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, it was fun. And we are out. Cool. Thank you good. so much. Incredible interview. I love yeah. I love the book. I bought some of the bonuses. Absolutely awesome. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, keep me posted on, on stuff that you're doing. Sounds like uh, really coming along. Yeah, we've got our podcast into book program is working incredibly well in all sorts of crazy niches that you wouldn't necessarily think about. And um, our podcast is obviously going very well. We're a couple weeks ahead, so I will get you links when it airs so that you can share it or do whatever you want with it. Okay. And if you're ever open to the idea, I'd love to do an Evolved Enterprise podcast featuring all of those companies and getting them more exposure. What does that mean? I mean, it would be a weekly show where one of the Evolved Enterprises, either in the book or who's of the people who are, let's say, doing the advertising in USA Today, the co-op, or whatever criteria you wanted to set, would get featured, interviewed, get to tell their story, and get more exposure. Okay. And it would be, so it would be me and then like a handful of them together as a compilation, or? Um, I, we're flexible. Our normal format is you interview, you would interview one person once a week. Um, Oh, gotcha. Because we can't even imagine how busy you are. If you wanted, we would even handle some of the interviews for you, but obviously it wouldn't be your voice then. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so you're creating be, almost like a podcast network right now. Exactly. Okay. Nice, interesting. Okay, awesome. All right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get back to you if uh, if that makes sense or not. I mean, it's definitely, I'm I've been so swamped on all sorts of I things. I can't imagine that. that uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really thought about what what we're doing with this. We're sort of letting it bubble up organically and and decide what what's going to turn into. Okay. Well, like cool. I said, I greatly appreciate it. I'd be happy to participate in any other way you see fit, and we'll get you the show over as soon as it's edited. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, yeah. Appreciate you letting me come on. My pleasure. All right, Seth. Take care. Thanks. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.